Well, he one time called me a man. He thought I was a boy. Oh, boy. Well, maybe because he knows Kid Rock. Kid <laughs> Rock and I'm the real McCoy. I'm going out west, sucker, because I want to be a cowboy, baby. <laughs> Folks, welcome to another edition of Hitting the High Notes. I'm here. I, I'm Kid Rocking. I'm with the real McCoy. Uh, the, do you know that song? Have you ever heard that song? I, I have not. I, I figured it is, uh, I'm a little <laughs> older than you, so that, that's Kid Rock Cowboy. Oh. Um, I, I don't think you should listen to it. It has a lot of... <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of things in that song that probably um, uh, don't agree with you. But I'm here with them. You can find her at Real McCoy. Uh, M, let's see. Let me see if I get this right. M C K O Y E. That's it. Yes. I'm just gonna yeah. call her McCoy, or should I call you Real McCoy? What do you What do you prefer? You can call me McCoy or Coy. McCoy. I, I or go Coy. By oh, okay. Well, we're on a nickname basis now, folks. I yeah. am Tran. I am your host for the evening. We are going to talk a little jazz basketball. We're we're doing a little something a little different. We're not we're not going to do some X's and O's. We're not talking about the off season really. We are just going to go because uh, Real McCoy. I, I don't know if you guys know this. She's out there with almost 2,000 Twitter followers. She is Twitter famous, in my book at least. Uh, she's one of the best uh, jazz followers out there. So again, hit her up at Real McCoy, M-C-K-O-Y-E. And she uh, last week she gave me some gems. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have her on. We're going to talk about uh, her jazz fandom and uh, go through the tweets. So uh, so uh, t- t- how did you get uh, watching the jazz? Like, what, what made you become a fan? Yeah, so I've been a fan ever since I can remember, really. I My parents were fans. My, my grandpa was a big influence on me. Um, I was like seven and eight when we went to the finals. So uh, oh, yeah. I remember watching those with my parents and just, just seeing them so sad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they were hard. Just they were of, hard. Yeah, yeah, it was very hard. And, and it just kind of grew from there. I All through high school, I've, I've always loved basketball. I played basketball in high school. Oh, um, right. college, uh, now, I mean, I, I just love them. <laughs> it's just, it's just, uh, ingrained in me, I guess. I, I was going to say on the bright side, maybe not the bright side, the jazz have given you many heartbreaking moments in the past decade or so anyway. So you know how it's it feels. True. <laughs> it's true. So, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, for, first I, I want to ask, I think I'm going to ask all my female guests that I have on the show. Um, how hard is it to be a, a, a female fan? in this, uh, this day and age in the, in the NBA world, you know, especially online. Right. So I haven't experienced it as much as some of my, um, fellow female fan friends. Um, mostly because I just don't like to engage with, with trolls and stuff, but I do see it happening online more and more where, um, some men are like angry that <laughs> women love, love basketball or, or other sports. And they, 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 you know, I'll tell you what it is. They think it's a lie. They think, Oh, yeah. she must like basketball because a boyfriend or something got yeah. her into it. And that she doesn't really like basketball. Like, uh, I, I tell a story a lot that, uh, uh, my, my old roommate, Sierra took her daughter to a jazz game. They had season tickets. Her family had season tickets. And one time, uh, I think this was last season actually, that, they were sitting there cheering for the jazz and an older gentleman had turned around to, and her, her daughter is like 12 or 13 cheering for the jazz. And he said something to her like, Oh, uh, besides Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, I bet you can't name, you know, anybody else. And she spouted off like the rest of like the, you know, the eight of the 10 guys that were still uh, on the floor. So, um, showed 
excuse me, showed them, uh, showed them up um, uh, really well because, uh, you know, we, we live in a, a toxic world a little bit and it's kind of sad because, you know, we're trying really hard to, to get out of that. But, and I, I'm not even saying all men, I'm just saying there are some men and the, unfortunately they have loud voices. The, the very minor minority have a lot of voices that make that ruin it for a lot of people. So, but I will uh, say jazz Twitter is really the guys on jazz Twitter have always been really awesome. Uh, you hear that jazz Twitter? You did it. Yeah. About taking my opinion. And, and, you know, like I, I have a few little things we disagree about, but, um, they're really, they're really nice, really engaging. And, and they take me seriously, which is great. And yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. I, I love, I love the guys of jazz Twitter and the, the women for sure. And apparently, yeah, you're a big Kevin Love fan. So I found out, I found that out today. I am a huge Kevin Love fan. I've loved him since UCLA, um, and then Timberwolves to the Cavaliers. I, I would probably die happy if he came to Utah <laughs> and played for the Jazz. She but, doesn't care yeah. how unlikely and you know how <laughs> uh, his age and injury. She just wants Kevin Love on the team, folks, and that's okay. That's a, that's a valid opinion because what I'm. I'm going to be start. I'm going to start doing some off-season podcasts, and the the thing is that no matter who the Jazz get or don't get, Jazz maybe all fandoms will not be happy because you know unless unless the Jazz somehow are Kevin Durant or something, but <laughs> um, there's this there's this no catch-all, and you know Kevin Love is maybe maybe he's not my favorite fit for the Jazz team, but hey, if if oh, he came, come on. hey, come if he on. came, I think I would be. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I try to get on board with the team, you know. Like, I was like, hey, this is the team we have, you know. So, you got to go with it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. So, why is Real McCoy on the podcast tonight, folks? Well, as I, I said earlier, she last week was just on a roll, giving some great uh, Twitter um, questions to Jazz Nation, and I was like, you know what, this is great. You know, I want you to talk about this on the podcast, and we're going to go through it. So. Uh, she tweeted out just to her followers, again, her 8 million followers that she has, <laughs> if you could describe the Jazz 18-19 season in one word, which one word would you choose? And I thought that was great. And so did about 50 other people who uh, commented. So um, I'm just going to go through Josh Roberts. Uh, I don't I don't know if I want to give their Twitter handles because I, I, I'm just afraid that my 30 listeners are going to go and tweet at them. So uh, Josh <laughs> Roberts said, strange. And... Uh, who's going to be on the podcast sometime soon, said Clank. And so she's still feeling, this was what, a couple days after Jazz and uh, Rockets uh, series ended? Yeah, yeah. So I was just trying to do something, um, I don't know, just trying to get some more Jazz content out there because I was feeling so sad about the end of the season. <laughs> uh, and I, I told many guests this before, that I personally I was kind of ready um I've been ready for the past before, like, even before the season ended. I was like, you know, the Jazz could really just the way they were playing, and um, it just it just didn't look great when they were playing the bad teams. And like, I was like, they're playing like ten bad teams in a row. Then they're going to hit the Rockets or the Blazers or the Thunder in the playoffs, and it's going to be a whole different um, uh, whole different ball game. But um, I, I'm generally happy about how the Jazz season ended. I think they I think they learned a lot. Um, from, I think they learned a lot from uh, what they the loss. Like Donovan, after the press conference, looked like a man on a mission. Like he's like, you know what, this summer, not going to happen again. I hate feeling like this. Not going to happen again. So, yeah, maybe, I love that, that look he gets in his eyes. 
yeah, maybe I'm too much of an optimist, which is weird because I'm a pessimist, really. So uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, you tweeted back to Anne a nice picture of some bricks, <laughs> some you know, a shot that's just bricking. Uh, Bradley <laughs> said interesting. John said unlucky. Um, the Jazz were a little unlucky, but it, it just kind of showed that the Jazz weren't quite ready to make that leap like everybody thought. Uh, Henry also said overhyped, and I, I, I will agree with Henry that there was a lot of talk to Jazz coming in this season as a number two seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you kind of like, if you can remember all the way back, where did you? Think oh yeah. Yeah. That's, you were, you were on board. I jumped on that train. Totally. I, I totally expected them to be the second seed. And, and you know, that first game at home with golden state, I was oh, like, the, wow, the, we're, we're actually, we can do this. We got Jonas. This. And then, Jonas Drepko. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, and I then it just kind of, yeah. Jazz had Ugh. won that game, momentum. I wonder what would have happened, but I um, know. And I personally was not overhyped for it, just because I mean the Jazz, the Jazz are still sort of young. Like Rudy is twenty six, twenty seven. Donovan's just barely twenty two uh, in his second year, uh, and a lot of things went right last year for the Jazz. Uh, you know, Joe and Ricky, and you know all the guys couldn't miss. You know, Alec Brooks came in after not playing. 75 games in the season and came back in the last like little half there and changed the tra- trajectory for the jazz against the Rockets. Um, just a lot of things I thought went right for the jazz. I mean, they won like what 20 out of 25 games or whatever to end the season to get into the playoffs. So mm-hmm. uh, I think last, last year, maybe not lucky, but a lot of things broke their way. So yeah, that uh, schedule was whack. Uh, yeah. Well, it, I mean, and I think, and you even asked Tony Jones about this, about the schedule, like, cause Tony Jones had tweeted out, mm-hmm how he hopes the NBA evens out the Jazz. Because I think it was a detriment to play a lot of easy teams to end the year. Like, sure, you got momentum, but you weren't really playing at your full level. They were trying, And they were trying to get Kyle Korver's knee healthy and make sure Derek Favors was, you know, close to as close to 100% as he could going into. So, I mean, Jason Allen scored 40 points in a game. So <laughs> you can tell what, what the Jazz are doing. So, yeah. Uh, Jaeger said uh, brick house. Nate said forecasting. I don't know what that means. Forecasting. Weird. Uh, Shay said injuries, and that happens. A lot of injuries. Uh, variable from Chris. Zach said almost. Were we almost? Do you think we were almost there? Um. Well, maybe those last three games, I would use the word almost. Yeah, I mean, Donovan <laughs> well, Mitchell shot away from getting, getting us into overtime. We might have gone back to Houston 2-2. Oh, that changes man. a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm giving her PTSD. She has to rethink about this. Oh, and I was at that. I was at game three. And, oh, yeah, man. It was, oh, man. I just sat in my chair and just, like, stared. <laughs> and, <laughs> it was um, just so yeah. sad. Oh, my a- God. After this, I'm going to talk to uh, Real McCoy about uh, Endgame and the Battle of Winterfell. So just to really, you know, push it in her. <laughs> what, a, what a couple weeks. Yeah, been. right. Real sports fan, what a name. Brick, he said. Yeah, that, that, that's that's not unfair. Austin Oldman, Austin, a very good jazz follow as well. Uh fine. He's and you know, I'm fine with it too. Good job, Austin. Uh I think that's what I said. I think my one was fine. I think the jazz are just fine. Like they're on the up, they have a little cap room to work with. Uh, Justin said underwhelming, crowded by Jay. Addictive. Addictive. That that is true. I mean, when the jazz are playing well, there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of jazz fans who um who can help, uh, or who can, uh, uh, just, you know, get, get into it, you know, 82 games and all. 
Yeah, the TV ratings were up this year. I oh yeah, I mean, that's, well, I mean, that, and part of me thinks that's Donovan Mitchell. You know, when you have a Gordon Hayward didn't do that for the Jazz. I, I call him Hayward. I usually call him Who? Gordon Hayward. Yeah, right. Gordon Haywood didn't do that for the Jazz. <laughs> uh, Craig, I'm going to send you a little gist of patience. Ah, Sand Dougie, he's not happy. Conservative. White men said more. Mitch Evans, exasperating. Uh, Basic Bob said, I'm a better. I'm a be better. I'm a be better. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Donovan's going to be better. So that's good. Like, what do you, what do you forecast, forecast for the Jazz coming up in the next season here? Like, uh, give me your like. Oh. What, what do you feel? Oh, I I don't even know. I I'm hopeful that it's going to be a really exciting summer for the organization. I I think we got to make some changes. Um, I I've seen so many names out there who who might be a possibility. So that's so, exciting. I mean, besides Kevin Love, is there someone that you <laughs> you have your eye oh, on? Man. Nope, just Kevin. No. Just Kevin. Hey, that's fine. I, I'm loving the. Um, I'm loving seeing people talk about Tobias. Uh, oh, Kemba. Tobias is a big one. Um, yeah, and it's Don. funny when when Tobias got uh, traded to the Sixers, a lot of Jazz fans thought it was thought it was over. But hey, there's a chance. I mean, as Dan like yeah, yeah. Cleeton says, even if he is planning to resign with uh, the Sixers, he'll take a meeting with the Jazz because you know if the Sixers think okay, there are other teams interested in him we've got to make sure we have a good offer for him or, you know, know that we have to match whatever offer it is. So who knows? Maybe the jazz do pry him away. So, uh, you said yeah, Bogdanovich. Um, no, uh, Malcolm. Brog- oh, Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon. Yeah. And that's, that's the funny thing. There's, uh, I am actually going to have Dan Clayton on here probably next week. Uh, you're welcome to come on too. If you want to ask some salary cap and, and free agent questions, because he is one of the smartest jazz fans I know, okay. or, or maybe not jazz fans, like jazz analysts. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this, uh, there's a lot like, you know, I, I can probably go to any Twitter feed and there's going to be, you know, 60% say Tobias, 40% say no, 50% say Kemba, 50% say no. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of guys that divide out there and we're going to talk about because the Jazz are in a weird spot right now. Uh, the Jazz have a chance to sign somebody. And if it is someone like Kemba or Tobias, the Jazz only have room for one move. And that's their one move for the next three to four years. And if you screw that move up, you know, you're stuck. You can't, you can't really do anything else. You can't trade a bad contract away. You're, you're stuck without salary cap and you got to do what you got to do. I mean, it's not that bleak, but I mean, you've got to make a good move or the jazz could play it safe and try to keep things open. But then again, if you don't get a third star jazz fans might riot. (laughs) So Yeah. We need some offense in a bad way. And I would, I would love, I'd absolutely love if it was Kemba. I know not everyone agrees, but um, he's he's kind of my top pick. But Kemba, I, I I got so when Kemba scored like what forty ish points on the Jazz uh, when Charlotte came to Utah, um, I said great, he's good on offense because uh, uh, a friend of mine from the Standard Examiner had tweeted that that Kemba's torching the Jazz on offense, and I was like, well, he would be a good pickup, but his defense is pretty awful, and people came at me. People came at me, and I was like. <laughs> I didn't realize I was breaking news here. And um, they're like, well, have you seen Ricky play? And I can't remember. Are you a Ricky Stan or are you a Ricky? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm like in the middle. I'm in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. yeah I, yeah. I like Ricky. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. I just, and, I don't. 
I, I, I like Ricky too. I just, I think there might be better choices for the jazz at that position. Or if we get somebody else, Ricky could be the answer. It just kind of depends on what the makeup of the jazz is. I think his defense is actually not too bad. Like he plays good team defense and it may look like it's bad, but metrically he was like in the top 110 of defenders and Kemba was like near like he was one of the last he was like 430 out of like 460 or whatever it was so right i was, I was like guys there's there are stats out there for this so the uh, offense might be worth it right oh yeah and then you know that's that's another conversation we'll have to have uh i mean dan has been talking this uh up on a storm lately uh that how much defense do you give away to make sure your offense plays well mm-hmm. and uh it, it is an interesting thing and we'll have to talk about that and I don't know. I mean, so Kemba is your number one. Like, if we got Kemba, you would throw a parade in the streets. <laughs> yeah, I I think as far as realistic options go, I don't know. I know it's not as good of a chance as maybe some of the others, but um, Kemba would be great. Uh, Kevin would be even better. But you know, a girl. She's, can saying, she's saying Kevin Durant, right? Kevin Durant. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb. No, my boy. My boy, Caleb. <laughs> Uh, and then someone said, oh, you, so you responded to this one. Someone said bridesmaid. I, yeah, thought, I didn't understand what that meant. So I was just like, oh. You ever heard the, you ever heard the, uh, uh, the saying, always a bridesmaid, never a bride? Ah, is that what it I means? I think so. Because like, okay. his, first, his first one was single. Wait, I'm changing it to bridesmaid. So I think, I think that's what he meant. Like, um, uh, I think he meant that the jazz are always, it's basically so close. Stuck in the friend zone. Forever. <laughs> I really try not to use the word friend, so <laughs> that's a whole nother like toxic masculinity thing. So uh, I, actually, I should have like a lot of the ladies come on and call you guys toxic femininity because oh. if that's if that's not a good podcast name, that's a great wrestling tag team name. So oh, I like it. <laughs> uh, see, feeling down, disappointing. Oh, this guy, I, I don't enjoy his tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so did you, I, I don't know, I'm scrolling here. I don't know if I ever saw your, someone said promising, frustrating, inconsistent, unsettled, promising, anticlimactic, growth, optimistic, telling. How about, do, do you have a word? I don't think I ever saw your word. So a few people used the word that I was going to use and that was roller coaster. Ah, yep. I see some here, roller coaster revealing poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Roll, it was, uh, it was a roller coaster. I mean, we started off pretty badly and, a lot of people were trying to say, hey, the schedule's going to turn around. But, you know, when you lose two, three games in a row or you can't string more than a three-game win streak in a row, it it, it is it does play with your emotions. Um, even some games, like the Jazz, looked like they were out of it. And then, uh, you know, they were able to come by and, and fix it. So, you know, it's, it, is, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, so who are your favorite players on the Jazz team? On the jazz team. Oh, like, who do you man, connect love- with? Like, there's got to be someone you connect with, right? Oh, I, I love them all, but I, I do really love I love <laughs> Joe Ingles. I was like, everybody has a favorite child. I know. Still I, love Joe I, Ingles do, I love Joe Ingles. I love Donovan, um, Rudy. I mean, oh, this is so hard. How can you be on the Joe Ingles train, McCoy? McCoy? How can you be on the Joe Ingles train? How can you I not, be? Yeah, did you not see what happened in the last uh, series? That guy's cut. I, I'm, I, I'm, you know, overdramatic like that. You know I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, that's what we, a lot. I, I saw a lot of that in the playoffs. I just, 
yeah, I just read an article today about um, talking about Joe and how oh, this was the hardest, the hardest year um, he's ever had, basically. And I know he went up, went through a lot of stuff offline, so I don't know. I, I hope he can turn it around for next season. Uh, and uh, well, I, I don't know if he needs to turn a lot around. Like he had a lot on his plate. Plus, he got asked to do a lot more. I mean, I know that our last memories of him were kind of getting schooled by the switching Houston offense, but I thought that he looked fine. And I don't think yeah. there's I don't think his job. I don't think his starting job is in in danger. I think, I mean, there are certain teams that he won't play well against. The Rockets and the Warriors might be teams that. I mean, I don't even know if the Warriors. Well, and uh, I think we were a little. We were a little spoiled with his play against OKC last playoffs. Yes. So I think we were all expecting that again, and it just, yeah. it just wasn't going to happen. In this day and age, everybody thinks that players uh, rise on a straight line. You know, it's, it's never. I mean, let's use that word again: roller coaster. Some get, sometimes, you know, that little the progression line takes a little dip every once in a while. It doesn't always mean it's on the way down. But it just might mean there's a little dip and it might go back up. I thought. I think Joe, I mean, he's a little older. I get that. He's 31, 32. But 31. I mean, yeah, like in this, you know, see, see McCoy is, I should have just have her, you, you should be like our stat checker. <laughs> so I, I, I know the, it. I know the mean list. Like, did you know Cal Corver's 38? Oh my God. What? Yeah. You, you must watch a lot of bowler Jack. Wild. <laughs> I am. Uh, I no, Okay. I'm gonna tell you a secret. I try to watch the away broadcast a lot. Nothing against bowler Jack and harping. Really. I just, Sometimes they get they're a little too much for me. And number two, I like to hear what other announcers say about our team. You know, oh, interesting. Usually, yeah, usually they're pretty. They're pretty. Um, uh, they like, say, oh, they play great defense. This Donovan Mitchell kid is electric, uh, but you can't go in there with Rudy. So that's usually what they say. So mm-hmm. uh, I try to watch the away broadcast as much as I can. So oh, that's cool. All right, so that was not the only tweet that you put out there that I thought was. Oh, actually, I put this question to Reddit. For some reason, my Reddit got taken down, but I did get one guy uh, who, who says something. I, I think it's because my Reddit is new. I don't know. Did they think oh. I'm a, a robot or something? I have no idea. I, my Reddit's not new. It's a problem. But uh, uh, this guy said, routine. It was pretty much a repeat of last season, except without the excitement of Donovan shattering our expectations. Same roster for the most part. Slow start, hot finish. Rudy, DPOY. Get knocked out by the Rockets in five. So sounds like um, Mr. Rental Cut is not happy <laughs> with how the Jazz season ended. Um, uh, how do you feel the Jazz last offseason did? They they pretty much brought everybody back. Yeah, yeah, it was an interesting uh, experiment for sure. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, no, <laughs> I just I guess what was different, Grayson and Kyle. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, Kyle, I mean, Kyle really changed the dynamic of the team. Like, nothing against Alec Burks. I just, I was just aghast that people were so uh, frustrated with that trade. I'm like, it's Alec, like, I know that Alec was scoring off the bench, but he wasn't. He was just scoring. He was, he was a net negative on defense, and he wasn't really playing. And you know, if you watch Jazz boss basketball, you know what Jazz basketball offense is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a lot of moving, supposed to be screens, passing, and the ball would get to Alec. And like, if it got below like 12 seconds, he said, ah, screw it. I'm going one on one. And mm-hmm. that was during the time the Jazz really needed some shooting. And when Kyle came, I thought this was an excellent trade. Like, the Jazz gave up a player that they weren't going to re sign. It was almost pretty obvious that they weren't going to re sign Alec Burks. Oh, I and, love it. 
And yeah, and I, I was just, I was like, some people were really against it. I have a friend who, I, I bring him up a lot on this podcast, who said, well, you know, we're training for a 37-year-old guy. I was like, I, dude, have you seen Kyle Corbett play? Like, sure, he's not going to give you 30 minutes a game, but this guy's still, like, that play in game three against the Rockets. How did Donovan get open? They ran a screen. Two guys went after Kyle Corver. And Donovan just got open. Like it's just, it is, uh, it is what it is. Like there's a gravity toward Kyle Korver. Um, again, we'll have to have another podcast where we talk about this. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So they did bring back. I mean, but it also gave the Jazz a chance to reload this year. Uh, Rubio, Thabo, and Udo might be gone. I think Thabo and Udo are probably gone. They're not going to be picked up. Uh, their options or whatever. But if they want to come back on a minimum minimum veterans deal, they might do that. I don't know if they will, but they might. Uh, we have an interesting decision on Derek Favors. Um, are you are you a Derek Favors stand? Because I know Jared. Jared loves Derek Favors. Jared wants yeah. Jared, Jared. If he could, would probably try to have Derek Favors' baby. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> that's the that, that's the type of podcast. That's an interesting image. <laughs> don't, um, if, if your kids are listening, stop earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I do. I really like Derek. He's he's the longest tenured jazz man right now, correct? Yeah. Uh, uh, he, he came over when he was 19. Yeah, uh, that Dar- Darren Williams trade. That was a bad day. <laughs> I, oh, I miss Darren. Uh, even uh, after he passed, I liked Darren. So. I know. Uh, Derek, I'm, uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting what he does because there are some spacing issues, but if you get the right guy, uh, he makes he's going to make $16.9 million before incentives. Ooh. That's a lot of money. Uh, and if you want to get Tobias, Kemba, uh, even maybe Malcolm Brogdon, maybe not Malcolm Brogdon, but like Tobias and Kemba are going to require the Jazz have $30 million in cap space. And the only way to do that is to cut Derek. Mm. I asked guys who are like, oh, we'll, yeah, <laughs> like uh, we'll cut him and then we'll resign him to a, a longer deal for less money. And I was like, that doesn't make, because like, if you want to have the money to resign Derek, like he would have to say, he would have to resign for like twenty million for three years, and that's only seven million a year, as opposed to making sixteen million this year. Yeah, like that's a that's a that's a something like if your employer asks you to work, you know, twice as hard for the same amount of money, you probably say no. So, mm-hmm. all right, so let's go to the second tweet that caught my eye. Uh, Diane Allen is that her name? Yeah, I think she's uh, on Salt Lake City Hoops. She's really awesome. Yeah, she uh, she said, "What would you realistically do if we guaranteed Jasmine tomorrow?" This was, I think, game five, game four, game four probably. And uh, I saw your your response to her. <laughs> do you want to say it? Or do you want me to say it? No, I, you can. It, it's fine. <laughs> hmm, not sure what I'd be willing to give up for one win tomorrow, but I would seriously consider selling my virginity for virginity for a championship. <laughs> and I was like, that that is like. If I offered my virginity up, nobody would bid on it. <laughs> so, like, my virginity was... means nothing. <laughs> yeah, I have no shame. Hey, that's, <laughs> it just, hey I just, I, I, I applauded you. I was, like, I was like, oh, my God. Her fandom is one of the, she, you're, you're, I will admit it, that you're a bigger fan than I am. And I have a podcast. So, um, uh, yeah. I, just, I want that championship. I want it so bad. <laughs> so, I thought that was a hilarious tweet. Uh, I thought you. Um, uh, I said. I said, "Hey, I'm going to say it on my podcast. I won't mention your name because I didn't want to embarrass you." And you're like, "You can mention my name. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't care." Uh, let's see. Can I merge calls? Jared, Jared, are you there? 
Yeah. Jack, you made it. <laughs> Jack Doctor, um, uh, hey, better late than never. Please say hello to Real McCoy. Yo, what's up, McCoy? Hello. All right. So, so um, uh, we're just talking about her great tweet to uh, Diane Allen, uh, where she said she would sell her virginity. She would consider selling her virginity for a championship. And uh, I asked you, Jared, what would you give up for a jazz championship next year? Not, you don't have to wait. Next year, next season, you get a jazz championship. Would I give up? Mm. Well, virginity is pretty strong, a pretty strong thing to give up. So, I, I mean, uh, I, I, I would also have that to offer. Nobody wants <laughs> <first. Jared. laughs> <laughs> you, you are, you are, you are, you are trying to sell pennies at a dollar store or something. So Joe uh, Ingles on Twitter. I don't think it's the real Joe Ingles. Maybe it is. Maybe he saw my my Reddit comment, and he said he would give up his left nut. And I was like, well, all right. Uh, I would yeah, never right. go that far. Uh, do, do you want to jazz win a championship? Ch- Come on, Jared, make the it, sacrifice. You are my boys are my boys. I've only got two of them. You know, here my boy just offered to give up. Yeah, like, this is there, very are, important. there are girls in Russia selling theirs for like a million bucks. So, a million uh, bucks? Are you serious? Yeah. I'm sure. I've, I'm sure I've seen stories about like girls in Russia doing that. So, there was a girl in Vegas that did it for like five hundred thousand. Oh, see that? Well, that's, that's and that's a Vegas. Girl. Oh, that's pretty incredible. So, yeah. I mean, that's a lot. That's, a, that's, that's, that's only a, like. That's only like 300 miles away. <laughs> Jared. Uh, no, are. I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying that that is like that the fact that that actually happened and that's an actual thing is like mind boggling to me. Can we, can we uh, put yours on eBay and see how much you get? Oh, <laughs> dude. It I, don't think, I don't think you'll get zero, bucks. but I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think you get triple digits. I think there might be somebody out there who's like, yeah. That's what here's I want. The, here's the problem with that, though. That's like, that's like, well, and you you understand that a woman's virtue is worth so much more than a man's, right? That's what I'm saying. Reason. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like nobody wants yours. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, okay, so something. I'm gonna give you a second. To, I'm gonna give you another second to think about yeah, it. For... Jordan pushed off. The judge Reddit names are pretty good. Jordan pushed off. Said he would give a he would honestly give a kidney and both pinky toes. All right, a kidney. A kidney's pretty good. Like I'm, uh, but oh, a again, kidney. No, a kidney is worth more than your left nut. Are you kidding me? You can live with it. Well, but you can live without a kidney. I mean, you can live without both. Well, here's well, you the thing. You can save someone's life. You can save someone's life. So that's a, that's here's a the thing. That's noble. Living with one kidney is so much harder than living with one nut. You don't living living no, but living with one kidney, dude. That's a major lifestyle change. Have you like never watched something about like? Well, then Jordan pushed off is willing to give up a lot, and you're trying to sell pennies. Yeah. Yeah. He also said both pinky uh-huh. toes, and I, I want to say Jordan pushed off, if you're listening, bad idea. Pinky toes are really important for your balance. Like You will always be off balance, I think. I, I, I mean, I don't have any stats to back that up. Uh, uh, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If he... If he had given, if he had gone full Kuta Kente and given up his big toe, that would have been more impressive to me. <laughs> I'm serious. You've oh, seen, wow. we've all seen Roots, have we not? Is that a Roots reference? Wow. I sometimes yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen on this podcast. I've lost control. All right, Jared. <laughs> no, that, so I, that is actually that is actually huge. <laughs> I would give up 
one of my big toes. I would give it one of my big toes. Hey, that's fine. Uh, unfortunately, I'm no longer like I. I so I, I told Jared this before. The Jazz were like the ex-girlfriend that I've had for like years, and she's hurt me so much that I'm like dead inside. So I'm not quite sure if I, I'm. I'm going to think about it real quick. Uh, Jared, I've been asking McCoy questions all night. Do you have anything you want to ask her? Oh, that's a well. I I don't know where, where what you've asked her already. So just if you ask the same question, she'll answer it again. <laughs> I am very interesting. <laughs> she has been very interesting. We, we, I already told her she can come back on anytime she wants. Uh, we are going to name uh, a toxic feminine femininity podcast after her and some other other female jazz fans that we've had. So, um, how did you enjoy uh, guys Endgame and the Battle of Winterfell? Uh, it's very it's a very emotional weekend. I'll just say that. <laughs> I was. Endgame really it, it hurt me deep. Uh, Battle of Winterfell. Um, I was like, oh, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why did Endgame hurt you deep? Why did that hurt you so bad? Uh, there were a lot of feels. I, I had a lot of feels. There were a lot of feels. I would totally agree with that. But in the overall, I think Endgame is, gives you a great sense of closure. Like for the oh. characters that you've had 10 plus years of investment. That's good. That's good. Oh, McCoy, do you have anything to ask Jared? Uh, I don't know if you guys talk in real life. I know you guys talk on Twitter, but... Oh, we've actually some... met in real life. Oh, met in real IRL. Life. Once or twice, yeah. Did you guys go to the jazz meetup that I can't go to? Uh, yeah, she was She was at that one that you couldn't make uh, at the at the in Cottonwood Heights. Guys, when this, when this podcast... Met, we met at a game. Yeah, when this uh, podcast gets as many... That's how Jared and I met at a game. Uh if this podcast gets as many listeners as McCoy has followers, we're going to do <laughs> live shows and everything. It's going to be, it's going to be huge, huge. So, um, huge. Uh, uh, McCoy, do you have anything that you want to ask us? Um, uh, the podcast host, I guess, uh, about our feelings about the jazz or if there, is there anything you want to talk about? Yes. Ooh, okay. I do have one question. Like before. Right, fine. Fine. Question. Then, then it's her time. What is See? your favorite jazz memory? What's your, maybe your favorite or your first. It doesn't matter. My favorite jazz memory. Well, I I know this is re- maybe this is recency re- recency bias. <laughs> uh, so last last playoffs, I went to game three, uh, the OKC series, uh, and when Ricky hit that that buzzer beater and like lifted his arms like the gladiator. Oh yeah, uh, that game was so up and down, and I just I think I felt every emotion in that game. And I had, I was just so nervous all day. And then when that happened, it was just like euphoria. <laughs> it was there's, amazing. There's nothing like live game, especially in playoffs, like like the live experience. So uh, yeah. my favorite live experience, um, I was at the Utah Golden State. It was like the, I believe, Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jazz had won one and Golden State won, lost. And so they, they, I think it was game four where they were going to go up 3-1. And that was when I know he's not popular among jazz fans, but this was a very good year for for us to have him. Is when Derek Fisher um, was like doing medical treatments for his daughter, and the Jazz started that game I think with Darren and somebody else, and Darren oh, and somebody else got in foul trouble. Right. D Brown had to that's come right. in, and yeah, somewhere cool. in the third quarter, like Derek or Derek Fisher came out of the tunnel, and you could just feel the electricity rush through the crowd because you're like oh my god look Derek Fisher's out Derek Fisher's here 
he went up to Coach Sloan so they say, "Hey, I'm here." And Coach Sloan was like, "Get get get your beep to the score yeah. table." Is how yeah. I imagine he's what he said. And he came in, he hit a big three. Jazz ended up winning that game and you know winning the series. So that's my favorite live moment. So, that was a cool moment for yeah. sure. But yeah, so um, well, guys, I, uh, this was such a great pod. I'm sorry, Jared. I, I was I was waiting for you to, uh, but after we started, oh, I checked. Yeah, it's all right. I thought yeah. you were I thought you were at Endgame. Jared was going to Endgame without inviting me. <laughs> Is that, that's like when uh, Tony Stark says in Avengers One. No, well, here's what downtown, and he so didn't. I was at me. the Tula, I was at the Tula Festival with somebody else, uh, and then uh, <laughs> and then a Jared? group of us. We're Jared, potentially going to go to end game. What? Are you still single? Yeah. But at McCoy, this is too personal. You don't have to answer. Are you single? <laughs> I am at the moment. Yes. You guys don't have to date each other, but like I mean, <laughs> that are listening, if you want a chance to date Jared or McCoy, Jared might even uh, sell you his virginity. It probably won't cost <laughs> very much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he's okay. saving his. You tran ladies, man. You tran ladies, man. We know you're single. He's, oh, so I'm also I'm also really old. So um, really uh, old. Wait, 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 really age. old. What are you I'm talking about? Age. I'm almost 35. Young, young whippersnapper. Okay, look, I'm 33. So you can shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm an old maid. I'm I'm on my deathbed. So um, uh, guys, I'm, I'm trying to help you out. Like this is like matchmaking podcast now. Tweet uh, at me. Come tweet at me at jazz high notes. That's at Jazz High Notes or my personal <laughs> account at Hutran Superman. Uh, that's H U U T R A N Superman. If you want a chance to date, I, I will vet the the people out for you. I, I will make sure <laughs> you guys only get the best of the best. Okay? You, you, Matt, you were so crazy. No, here's the thing. McCoy and I have had this conversation. I don't think she needs any, any help. So, oh, all right. Hey, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just out here trying to pay Cupid. You know, I. <laughs> Uh, but Corey, go ahead. Tell tell your followers again. Tell uh, your followers. Tell the people listening to the podcast um, uh, your Twitter again, so they can follow you and get you know three thousand followers. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I tweet pretty dumb stuff. So yeah, my handle's real at uh, real McCoy. It's M C K O Y E. But the, you know they keep coming back. If you tweet dumb stuff and they keep coming back for it, you keep doing it. So uh, Jared, drop your handle again. Oh, I'm at go the distance forty nine. Forty nine. Uh, well, thanks for, again, guys. Thanks for coming. Uh, it's, it's late Wednesday night. We have stuff to do, but uh, you know, I'm th- I'm I'm glad you guys came on the pod, talked a little Utah jazz. Uh, if you hey, if you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, hit like, tell your friends uh, to come listen. Uh, we're not, you know, we may not be the X's and O's podcast, but we like to tell some good stories about the jazz and talk about the future and just, you know, and, and find single people, uh, all the <laughs> ladies and the single gentlemen. You're rebranding the pod, huh? I, You're rebranding I, the pod. <laughs> hey, the pod is in its infancy, so it could be anything I want. <laughs> all right, Jared, sing us out. We're hitting the what now? Hitting the what? what? I know it's for a living. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, thanks for, thanks for joining us, and we'll join you next time. Mm-hmm.